welcome to session number six, our final session in our series, Something New. I can't believe this is our last session together in this series. You know, this series has really been all about helping us continually move forward with God. And I want to remind ourselves of a few questions that we started this series with. In our very first session, the introductory session, we started by asking God and ourselves some questions. And I just want to remind all of us what those were. First question was, Is there anything in my past I'm still holding on to that keeps me from moving forward? Maybe successes or achievements that we held tight to as our identity. Maybe failures, maybe hurts or pains, unforgiveness, bitterness, anything like that. Second question was, is there anything in my present that I feel bound to and don't know how to move past? Maybe fear, overwhelming busyness, stress over a current circumstance, difficult relationships that are putting us in turmoil. And the third question was, is there anything I'm facing that seems impossible? I hope that you took time at the onset of this series to talk to God about these questions. And I hope you allowed him to speak to you throughout this series. And I want to remind you of one of the, the key and foundational scriptures that we started this series with in Isaiah 43, in verse 19, where it says, Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. I love that it says, do you not perceive it? I think so often God's trying to do something new and we don't even see it. We're oblivious to it because we're so fixed and focused on the other things. We're complaining because we feel like we're in the wilderness. We're in the desert. But through this series, we really have learned some tools to help us find the way in the wilderness, to experience the rivers in the desert. And we have found tools to put into our hands and into our spiritual tool belts, if you will, by looking at different women in the Bible. And I want us to take a moment in this concluding session and just remind ourselves of five of the main tools that we have learned in this series. First of all, Mary taught us that by believing that nothing is impossible for God— Our hearts will embrace all the new things that God has for us and carry us forward. Next, Hannah taught us that pouring out our soul to God, all of it, our frustrations, our pains, our questions, and letting him meet us right there can open the door for God to do something new in our lives. And then Esther, she taught us that Getting vulnerable and asking people to pray for us 
will bring God's intervention and bring strength so that we can take bold steps of faith one at a time, even when it's scary to do so. And that will lead us into new things God has for us. And then Ruth taught us that letting go of our past and reaching for what's ahead will move us into something new. And then in our last session, we learned from the woman with the issue of blood that having faith that is alive compels us to take action and gets God's attention and moves us forward into something new. I hope you have been able to put those tools to work in your life. Now today, in this last session, we are going to look at one more woman in the Word, and we're going to take a look at Deborah. And the tool that we are going to learn from Deborah's story is that we move into new things when we come alongside others and help them move forward as well. Now, Deborah's story is a little different than the others that we've looked at. And we're going to see through her story that God wants us to live lives that continually move forward so that we can help and inspire others to move forward into new things God has for them. So Deborah's story is found in Judges chapters 4 and 5. And if you're not familiar with her story, or maybe it's a little bit foggy, I want to take a moment or two and just kind of recap her story for you, okay? She was a wife. The word tells us she was a wife, she was a prophet, and she was a judge in Israel. So that meant that people would come to her for wisdom and guidance and help settle disputes and to find answers that they needed. Now, at this time, when she was serving in this capacity, Israel was under the rule of King Jabin, who severely oppressed Israel for 20 years. And Sisera was the commander of King Jabin's army, okay? Now, one day, God gives Deborah a word for a man named Barak. And he was a military commander, and so she calls for him, and he comes to her, and she says, hasn't the Lord told you to go and deploy troops against Sisera and his army? And hasn't the Lord told you that I will deliver them into your hand? And Barak, he was afraid, and he says, oh, I know, but uh, um, okay, I'll only go if you go with me. That answer cracks me up. He was scared. He wanted this woman to go to battle with him. And being the woman that she was, who was continually willing to step into new things and help others step into new things, she says, okay, I'll go. And so they got everything ready, and they head out to Mount Tabor, and they're waiting for just the right time, and Sisera hears that their troops have gathered. So he gathers his army. And then, as they're there waiting for just the right time, in Judges chapter 4, verse 14, I want to read this verse to you. It says, Then Deborah said to Barak, Up, 
For this is the day in which the Lord has delivered Sisera into your hand. Has not the Lord gone out before you? So Barak went down from Mount Tabor with 10,000 men following him. I love this verse because she encouraged him with the word of the Lord. She was his biggest cheerleader. And so the battle begins, it is underway, and things are not looking so good for Sisera's army. And so he, the commander of the enemy army, he gets a little nervous, he jumps off his chariot, and he starts running away on foot, he's taken off. Meanwhile, his entire army is killed. So this was a huge victory for Barak. He's even named in Hebrews chapter 11, that chapter that so many people refer to as Faith's Hall of Fame. His name is listed there in verse 32. He moved from a place of fear to a place of victory because Deborah was willing to come alongside him. He would not have gone into battle if she didn't go with him. And she didn't need any credit. She didn't want any glory brought to herself. She was just there to encourage and support him. I love that. And in the process of doing this, you know, Deborah experienced something new also. I really doubt that she'd been in battle like this before. I mean, this had to have stretched her in so many ways and increased her capacity. And when we come alongside others to help them step into something new and move forward in things that God has for them, you know what? We always end up experiencing something new from God as well. Now, that is not the end of the story. That's just the first part of the story. There's a part two to this story. Because when Deborah agreed to go into battle with Barak, she told him, okay, I'll go. But the Lord says that if I go, you won't be the one to take the final victory in this battle. You won't be the one to get all the glory for this battle. For that victory will be at the hand of a woman. And she did not mean herself. So God used Barak to take out the entire army of Sisera. But remember, Sisera, the commander of the army, he was still on the loose. He was on the run. So he ran toward the tent of Jael because... Her husband was his ally. So he thought, oh, okay, I'm going to hide out in her tent. I'll be safe there. So J.L. sees him coming, and she invites him in. And he asks her for some water, and she gives him milk, which was much more indulgent and lavish than just water. She is treating him like royalty. She covers him up to hide him with the blanket, but the thing is, Jael did not share her husband's views. And she rose up with courage to take a stand against evil. And when Sisera fell asleep under that blanket, she took a tent peg and she drove it into his temple. This modest 
woman who lived in a tent became this unbelievable warrior. She captured and killed the commander of the enemy's army. Wow, what caused her to do something so brave? I don't know, but I just happen to think that it's entirely possible that she was inspired by seeing Deborah bravely taking her place in battle. You see, when we live like Deborah, when we live a life that isn't stuck, that isn't complacent, but continually steps into new things with God, it will always inspire others around us to do the same. Deborah's life had a powerful impact on others, helping others, inspiring others to move into new things with God. So let's talk about us and our lives and how we can apply this to our lives. You know, we have got to get good at being able to continually move forward in life so that we can help others do that too. If we get stuck in the past or bound by things in the present, we'll be unable to move forward and we won't be able to help others do that. There are people in my life, there are people in your life who need our help moving forward. Might be family, friends, co-workers, neighbors, people God will bring across your path who are stuck, who need help. What advice would you give them? What would you tell them about how to move forward? Now, ask yourself, are you following the same advice you would give to them? You know, it's not very effective to say, well, do as I say, not as I do. We need to learn to put these tools to work in our life. And when we do, they can effectively help people out of our life and heart experiences with God. Things that we've walked through, things that we're continually growing in, rather than just giving them head knowledge. Well, the Bible verse says you should do this. I think you should do this. No, when we put these things to work in our lives, we have actual experiences to help people through and help them move forward just as we have. I know it is true for me. So many things in my life that I have had to push through and work through to move forward, those are the things that I'm able to draw on to really help others move forward too. And I know the same thing is true for you. I know you can think of things that you've walked through in your life that God's helped you push through and come through on the other side. Those are the things that you can use to help others move forward as well. And God wants us continually moving forward so that we're continually experiencing new things and can continually help others. There are not many things that bring me as much joy as helping others move forward in life. But you know what that means? That means that I have to continually examine 
my heart, my life, and make sure that I'm not holding on to things that could keep me stuck. I've got to make sure that I'm not letting fear hold me back from anything that God has for me, that I'm not letting anything get in the way of his plans for my life. You know, even through this series, God has shown me new things, new steps of faith that I need to take. And I pray that you've allowed him to speak to you as well and show you new things that he is wanting to do in and through you. And when he reveals these things to us, then what do we do? We need to draw on these tools that we've learned. Believe that nothing is impossible for God. Bring it to him. Open our heart. Tell him all about it, all our fears, all our questions, everything. Ask others to pray with us, to stand in faith with us. Ask him to show us anything that we need to let go of so that we can reach for what's ahead. And let faith arise in our hearts, a faith that produces action and moves us forward into new things God has. You know, of course, there are so many other tools as well in God's Word. But these five simple tools are so powerful. And I have absolutely seen them to be so effective in my life. I mean, when I look back over my life, I see over and over the things that I have walked through, things that I have pushed through, things that I have let go of, things that God has has helped me to move forward in. And as I look back over my life on all of those things, you know, I see these five principles at work over and over and over again in my life. They are powerful. Throughout this series, I've had different ladies with me sharing how they've put these things to work. They've seen the power of these simple tools in their lives. We've seen through these women in the Word how powerful these tools have been in their lives as well. And when we choose to put these tools to work and really let them create a way of life in us, like Deborah, we will also be able to help and inspire so many others to do the same. And that's really what it's all about. That's the kind of life I want. Not just to move forward for myself, but to move forward so that I can help and inspire others to do that as well. So that together we can experience all that God has for us. All right? I want to pray for you right now at the conclusion of this series. Father, I just pray for every woman watching this series. God, right now, I just first thank you for these tools that you've revealed to us through your word. I thank you for speaking to each of us personally, individually, 
through this series. God, I thank you for all the new things that you're wanting to do in our lives today and continually throughout our lives. And Father, I pray that we would be women who would be so determined to continually move forward, to experience all that you have for us, to push through comfort zones, to break through fear, to refuse to let anything hold us back from what you have for us. God, that we would put these tools to work in our lives every day, that we would step into all that you have for us, not getting stuck or stagnant or complacent, but continually moving forward. And as we do, God, I pray that our lives will help and inspire others to do the same. And God, I just thank you for using our lives to make a difference in others. In the name of Jesus, amen, amen. Well, I hope you have enjoyed this series, and I want to give you a few discussion questions to talk about in this last session with your group, okay? First of all, can you share an experience when you've pushed through something to step into something new with God? I'm sure you have a time in your life when you've done that and you've seen God help you. Share that to encourage others in your group, okay? And then secondly, does the way you live inspire courage in others to step out in new things with God? And number three, share one thing God has spoken to you through this series. Okay, I believe he has spoken to all of us. Now, this week, as you move forward, I want you to do something. Review these tools that we have talked about in this series and ask God to show you how to make them a regular part of your life so that together we can continually move forward into something new.